you know, ultimately I've said this so many times, but people buy from people that they like and people that they trust. And it is almost impossible to get to a place of, of liking someone and trusting someone if you can't hear their voice and see their face. Welcome to Decision Point, a podcast about mental toughness and overcoming adversity in sales. I'm Brad Seaman. All right, I'm excited today to have the director of marketing from CoVideo, Margaret Henney. And if you're not familiar with CoVideo, it's the easiest way to record, send, and track personalized video emails through your favorite channels. And one of the reasons why we wanted to have Margaret on here this afternoon is the workforce is changing dramatically as uh, COVID has made its way through uh, the business world and everybody's been sent home. And she's going to talk uh, really kind of highlight some of the things that are occurring in the space and how video can help you overcome some of those challenges. And as we thought about it, um, though she's not going to speak directly to you as it pertains to personal mental toughness per se, she is going to talk about how the environment has been um, impacted in how as a company and as a sales team, the importance of really getting deep down into authenticity and being able to overcome some of the, the things that occur when you start feeling like you're, you're losing and how to, how to gain an edge. Well, good, good afternoon. I'm excited to have Margaret Hinney on the show, who's the Director of Marketing with CoVideo. Margaret, how are you today? I'm good, Brad. Hey, it's great chatting with you. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. I'm super excited to, to hop in here and talk about CoVideo and talk a little bit about uh, work from home and adversity and all the things that are happening in our uh, environment today. So why don't you go ahead and start by talking a little bit about um, CoVideo and the solution and then a little bit about your role. And yeah. uh, then we'll hop in and, and get into the, the deep questions. You got it. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, CoVideo is a, a video messaging platform. So, for anyone who's you know not familiar, um, mostly we're working with folks on the on the B two B side, uh, where people are able to record a, a quick personalized video. They do that, you know, just from their webcam uh, on their computer or, or maybe through our mobile app on the on their phone, and then they're able to send that through email, through text message, through social media, or your CRM. Lots of different ways. Um, we've also got screen recording capabilities. Um, but it's great because then you've got the ease of, of connecting with people face to face when you can't be in person with them, which, you know, is kind of the, uh, the, the name of the game these days. Um, and you get lots of great tracking and analytics and, and cool stuff on it like that. So that's a, kind of in a nutshell what we what we do at CoVideo. And then who are some of the markets that you guys focus on specifically? Mm -hmm. Are there any specific niches that you guys find video to be more tailored to? I wouldn't say that there's any one that's particularly better than the other. There's definitely some that, that um, you know, we've been um, in for a while, uh, specifically automotive. Um, that's more on the B2C side though. Um, but then you know, real estate, 
mortgage, sales teams of all kinds. Uh, we're starting to work more in the higher education space, uh, particularly with like admissions teams. I mean, you know, their bread and butter was you know, inviting uh, prospective students and their families and, uh, you know, to, to the campus and doing tours and meet and greets. Well, you know, none of that is going on here right now. So, um, so we feel really lucky in, in a time that's been really difficult. And, you know, we've certainly had some of our own challenges, but we feel like we've been able to be part of the solution. Um, and, and we feel really blessed about that. That's, that's awesome. What do you think the biggest, so talk a little bit about, you know, the podcast, kind of the root here is adversity in overcoming adversity in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, the sales environment has had a significant amount of adversity. So everybody's been sent home in most cases. People are working from home. They're trying to juggle their personal life and their professional life. Can you speak a little bit about that transition and then maybe some of the the needs that you're seeing that people are, are, are sort of having out of that, whether that be, you know, more social interaction or can you just sort of talk through some uh, some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, there's all kinds of material there. We could go on about that for a while. So, um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm joining you from my guest bedroom, which is now my my office. So we've been doing the whole work from home thing as well uh, at CoVideo. And you know, certainly for us and for you know so many people, it wasn't an easy transition. We feel really lucky uh, again to you know have our have our jobs and um and and to be helping people. Um, I would say um you know. When you're in sales, you got to be pretty nimble anyway, uh, and, and it's it's never uh, an easy rest on your laurels kind of hang out come come as you are job. It's never like that. Um, so I don't think salespeople are. Um, it's not foreign to them to have that kind of adversity and and have to really pull themselves up from their bootstraps. So they're already in some ways in a good position for that mentally. Um, But working from home is tough. Um, You know, certainly uh, a lot of people, um, you know, even if you do have email and phone calls, you know, some people would fly to meet people, they'd have face to face conversations, you know, they would have conferences or, you know, uh, trade shows, all that is on hold here right now. So I think people have done a pretty good job. We we made the switch to video very quickly, right? Through things like Zoom and those live video conferencing. And if that's something that people didn't have on their radar before, they certainly do now. They've had to adjust. Um, and that's something that, you know, in the software world, we've used uh, for a long time, Um but it's nothing that people, uh, a lot of folks weren't willing to do just on their own. They've definitely had their hand forced into it. Um, but I think they're starting to see some of the benefits of that now, um, you know, in terms of being able to connect with someone and see their face and hear their voice. You know, that's what we're all about at CoVideo. Um, you know, certainly those live meetings you know, that's something that we, we have to do all the time. But what do you do when you haven't ever met that person before? When you haven't built that trust, you haven't built that relationship there just yet. You can't go knocking on their door and you certainly can't just send them a, a random invite to join a Zoom meeting. Um, you know, that's when it's really, really helpful to be able to record those personalized message kind of on demand and send it over to them. Um, and it's a great way to start 
you know, one, differentiate yourself, but start building that relationship and building that trust because, you know, ultimately, I've said this so many times, but people buy from people that they like and people that they trust. And it is almost impossible to get to a place of, of liking someone and trusting someone if you can't hear their voice and see their face. So we're, we're trying to give people another tool in their toolbox when, when right now it's pretty limited. Limited. Yeah, I think that's a really big, you know, salespeople in my experience typically fall into two, two categories, mm-hmm. being really good on the phone and being really good face to face. And sometimes, you know, making that transition to having people see you and being on camera can be a real significant challenge. Do you have any tips for somebody who might be a really good phone salesperson and they're just struggling at trying to make that transition to, to video? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a little a, a little bit easier said than done, I think, at first. But my my biggest biggest piece of advice is to be yourself. Um, you know, rather than you know that kind of um, that wall that is is up there. I think that or that used to be that's starting to come down now after after COVID with that super professionalism. I think that's something that is actually um, it's going by the wayside. That uber professionalism where we have to be perfect. We have to you know look the part. We have to be you know right on on top of things because now you know we're like I said joining people from their their bedrooms, their kitchen, their kids and their pets are crawling on them and all that sort of thing. We've had to, you know, uh, be okay with that. And I think it's a good thing because we can get past that sort of steely exterior, get to know each other as people and say, Hey, let's, let's talk, right. Let's get down to it and get past some of the, some of the BS. Um, so I would say, you know, certainly just embrace being yourself because, um, you know, you're your greatest asset and and your biggest differentiator. You know, it's so much less about your product and and really about you. Uh, Of course, you know, that's, that's not a a new idea to think that, Hey, that's, that's who people are buying is, is you and you have your own brand and your own identity. So, you know, let that, let that come through. Now, I know there's some really strong stats out there about the impact of, of video in the sales cycle. So if you Mm -hmm. keep your 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 Zoom meeting on, or you or you're interacting with a co-video or a similar product. Can you do you have any of those stats off your the top of your head? Do you know the kinds of impact that yeah. video has in, in in the sales cycle? Totally, I'm the director of marketing. I better have those stats, <laughs> right? <laughs> So this is going to be specific to video messaging. Um, you know, I, I don't have them in terms of live video. However, for anyone, you know, people who are listening, who are, um, who don't turn on their camera when they're having a zoom meeting, no, shame, 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 turn it on because one, people are going to uh, connect with you a lot better. They're also going to pay attention a whole lot better. So, you know, make sure you're pulling that camera up, but, um, uh, for, People who are using video messaging, and this is a, a comparison between video and then plain text emails, say, um, it helps increase your open rates by about 19%, um, your click-through rates uh, by 65%, and then response rates we're even seeing going up by around 200%. Um, and, and a lot of that is you know, based on cold messages that are going out, which you know sometimes are, man, that's tough to beat down the door there. But uh, the reason it's so effective is because people can see 
hey, you know, Brad or Joe or Jane or whoever made this message just for me, they're talking directly to me. That's totally different than anything I've seen out there, way more engaging. And and just by being able to see them and hear them, you start to build that connection and build that trust as, as humans, you know, it's just something that we almost can't help ourselves. We're wired for connection. Um, You know, so when, when we see someone, it gives you those, those warm fuzzies uh, that you need to be able to get your foot in the door. Yeah. I, I've found that, you know, particularly if you're just, if you're talking about video and you're talking about meeting and there's obviously been a increase in, you know, now zoom is how we would really talk about any, any, any meeting is, Hey, we're doing a zoom, whether you're using mm-hmm, go to meeting mm-hmm. or some other It's product. like the Kleenex of tissues. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they did a good job. They got it into four letters and, and got it into the vernacular. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the first couple, I think the biggest challenge in live video um, is that it's the first couple minutes of awkwardness, but that sort of exists even if you're in a normal meeting. You know, there's when you first meet somebody and you don't know them, there's that couple minutes of sort of trying to grab around to, to, to figure out how this is going to go and, and how everybody's going to feel. So Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, gosh, that's the same even when you're, like you said, when you're in person with somebody, right? Um, you know, where, where are we going to go from here? But I, I would just say, you know, being being as genuine as possible and approaching any conversation uh, that you're having with, with genuine curiosity as well, right? You know, a, a lot of times it's kind of like, you know, not... Um, when we're, we're listening, we want to listen instead of waiting to talk. It's the same thing when we're starting a conversation. Instead of thinking about, hey, how can I drive this? Where can I steer this? How can I manipulate this? People smell that a mile away. They're smart. You know, they can tell when someone is not being genuine and authentic. And on the flip side, when they see it, they feel it right away. And it puts everybody at ease. Um, and it lets you have a whole lot more productive conversation. So approaching all of those new conversations uh, with genuine curiosity is, is a big piece of advice. Now, do you think, you know, as it pertains to video email, um, what do you think some of the, what are the do's and don'ts? What are the things? So my team, we're sending out video emails. What are some of the things we should do? What are some of the things that we shouldn't do? Yeah, there's going to be um, a couple different, uh, some differences depending upon, you know, what your role is, what your industry is, what the life cycle is, you know, like for instance, someone who's using it for sales, which is what I'm going to focus on here in just a second, but they will use it differently than someone who's using video, say for account management or for support or for, you know, hiring. Um, and we see people using it for all those different ways, but let's, let's talk about sales and and focus on that here. First and foremost, um, I think it's important to use video early on in the process. Don't have it be like some hail Mary that you wait until the end, just because you don't want to get in front of the camera because the sooner people can see you and connect with you, the better. And that's going to give your other follow-up emails or messages, you know, a lot better chance to of getting, getting read and listened to. Um, the other thing is particularly if this is a cold conversation, you haven't had, um, you haven't met or, or really haven't talked to each other a lot, keep your message pretty short and to the point. Um, I would say 30 to 45 seconds is, is kind of the sweet spot where you want to be at. 
Um, and uh, and along those same lines, um, I think this is something that, that salespeople struggle at. I think sometimes we are tempted to talk about, you know, things like, you know, if I'm writing a cold email, hey, here are our accolades and we've been in business for this long and we work with these other people. They don't care. They just don't care, to be perfectly honest. They want to know how you're going to help them and make their their life or their job better and easier. So I, I say get to that point, that value statement very, very early on um, and make it about them and always give it a strong call to action. Um, uh, I <laughs> I have to coach myself on this myself, um, but staying away from weak language like, hey, I'm, I'm just checking in or I, um, I this or that, you know, just is, is kind of a no-no word. But um, I would recommend giving a strong call to action and saying, hey, this is something um, uh, you want to learn more about or that you struggle with. It'd be really important for us to have a conversation about it to see, you know, how we can address that for you, you know, sooner rather than later. Awesome. Do you have, um, what are the don'ts? What are the absolute no-nos? Yeah, I would say absolute no-nos would be um, droning on for a really long time. Um, they would be, um, sometimes this is this is kind of a, a difficult one, but just like generally set up the camera in sort of a, a pleasing way, right? Where you're making eye contact. You don't want to look at yourself while you're recording it because then it gives the feeling like you're not making eye contact. Um, also, like any of our tools out there, right? We can overdo it on phone calls. We can overdo it on emails. Every single email that you send out does not need to be a video. It definitely should not. So thinking about it strategically and how it fits into your outbound cadence um, and being thoughtful about that early on, I think is, is also really important. Now, do you have any funny stories about, you know, client videos? I, I would imagine you've got some, some maybe a comical sure. joke or two about... Well, I don't know that I necessarily do about about clients. Um, you know, I've, I've heard them, you know, tell some themselves, but you know, we're not going in there necessarily poking around in their videos. You know, I would be curious too, but um, <laughs> um, I would say this is kind of just a a weird thing, but like the less perfect your video, um, the more the higher likelihood that you're going to get a response back. And I don't mean that in that, like, you know, you totally fumble up and you call them by the wrong name or, you know, whatever. But the ones that I get people responding to me are the ones where, like, you know, when we were working out of the office, we've got an office dog. Um, that's our, our president's dog, uh, Emma. And Emma would, like, be walking back and forth or, like, you know, trying to, you know, get me to pet her while I'm recording these videos. Or one of my colleagues walks behind me or says something dumb or, you know, now my, now my boyfriend, you know, does, does the same. And I think you would be tempted to stop that video and start over and make it really polished. I can't tell you how many times when I just roll with it and send that video, people would be like, Hey, there's a dog behind you in that video. Who is that? Or, you know, it's just that feeling out, you're letting them know that you're human. People connect with that because, you know, there's nothing relatable about perfectionism. Um, so, so the less perfect, honestly, the better. And, and those have been some of my, the best starters to some of my conversations is when I send, you know, kind of a, a less than perfect video, I guess. <laughs> now I got two questions for you. The first one is why do you think it's so difficult for salespeople to be authentic. You know, there's a, there's a real veneer, I think, initially when you get into video of, of wanting to be guarded. Why do you yeah. think that is? Um, 
you know, I think it's because um, we're competitive and, um, and we, we, we want to be liked, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we, we love that, that validation in, in some ways. So, you know, I think we typically salespeople do a good job of reading other people, um, and, and mimicking that back to them. Sometimes that can be effective in, when it's, um, done with good intention. Um, but if not, um, you know, it's something that, that gets smelled out pretty quickly. So, uh, I wouldn't say that that's specific to salespeople. I'd say we're probably known for it, but you know, anybody, you know, they, they kind of want to put, put forward their, their best foot. Um, and, and it can be hard to, to have some humility. Salespeople certainly are not known for their humility. Right. Um, and, and you have to have some humility and, and humor about yourself if you're going to be authentic. Now, I recently saw, uh, to my second question here, I recently saw a picture of a 1950s Oklahoma football game, and everyone was dressed in suit and ties. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, the recent uh, Oklahoma uh, f- picture, you know, I think this was probably you know, six or 12 months ago that I saw this, kind of pre, uh-huh. pre-COVID, when there were still crowds. Um, everybody's pretty casual. So do you think that we'll see a reinsurgence of business professional come back? Or do you think that the casual workforce is kind of here to stay? I very much think the casual workforce is here to stay. Um, I think um, now, you know, I, there's always something to, to say for, um, you know, looking, uh, putting your, your best foot forward and, you know, taking, uh, presenting something that says, Hey, I, I take you seriously. I take our conversation seriously and whatever your, your challenges are, you know, I'm serious about that, but I don't take myself too seriously. Um, you know, what I wear doesn't have to say anything about the quality of work that I do. Um, and we've definitely, you know, seen that it's been, uh, very much um, elevated here in, in times of, of working from home. Um, and I, I think that's that's here to stay, which I love because this is probably TMI, but if I never had to wear shoes again, I would be the happiest person on the planet. Like I just, I, I don't like that whole like being too stuffy and professional and all that. So, um, so it suits me just fine. Now you came back, you and my wife both, my wife doesn't like to wear shoes either. Um, <laughs> you, um, it, it sort of goes. So one of the things that I think about is it's probably important to really think about what your what your own personality is. I think we can yes. all tell when somebody's not dressed to match their. You know, they're not being their maybe authentic. Mm-hmm. So do you think you know if if you're if you've got a bend to being more, you know, buttoned up? Do you think mm-hmm. would you coach somebody on throwing a t-shirt on anyways, or do you think they should sort of lean into what their their natural natural bend is. Yeah, I would absolutely lean into whatever feels like true and aligned for you. So if that is a three-piece suit, then do it. Or if that is athleisure, then do it. You know, that's that's up to you. I would never tell someone to to dress down just to kind of fill apart and follow the trend. Um you know, whatever um and it's the same thing actually I've gotten this question from people a lot when you know 
being on video, I think a lot of people have the idea at first that it has to be incredibly polished. And they're thinking about, you know, marketing videos or advertising videos, you know, the ones that, you know, we see on TV or on people's websites or different campaigns. This is totally different. This is more of, I, I encourage people to think of it like a video voicemail, right? Just leaving somebody a, a voicemail or send them an email saying the same thing. I've had plenty of people say, Hey, what can I do to get creative? Or do you recommend being funny in my videos? And I'm like, dead giveaway. Humor is probably not your strong suit, right? Which is totally fine. Everyone has their, you know, their things that they're good at and, uh, and the things that maybe they feel less comfortable in, but forced, forced humor, forced, um, sort of, um, you know, something that's like a little bit catchy. There's no reason to do that unless it comes naturally for you. So, you know, same advice for things to wear. Um, but definitely that, that brings up a, a, a definite don't is if, if humor doesn't come naturally to you, if you don't feel comfortable in that space, don't try to make a funny video. You're just going to feel awkward. And, and, so, and so will the person you send it to. Um, so, so transitioning slightly here, mm -hmm. I read a post, um, from a guy named Jake Dunlop from a consulting practice called Scaled. And he said that about two years ago, they moved away from some of their traditional marketing strategies, which were revolved around case studies and video testimonials. And they moved to a more social um, approach where they started really just kind of dialoguing on, on the internet. And they still continued to provide the... Um, case studies, but they, they unlocked it and, and stopped worrying about getting clicks and downloads. The combination of social and the combination of, of video, do you feel like that's creating a, a little bit of a marketing revolution? Like, is that changing the way we do marketing? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, right? Because people are are right there at our fingertips and in front of it all the time. Um, so I think that also has something to do with this trend towards uh, a little bit more of a of a casual, conversational, um, much more grassroots efforts um, where you know the the things that are received. And this is a small anecdotal um, kind of example for you, but we have a fantastic videographer on staff who makes beautiful, very polished videos for us. And, and those have a great place, um, uh, you know, in email campaigns. And, and we certainly put them up on social as well. But when I post them on my LinkedIn, they get, they get a certain amount of engagement. The videos that I record myself, just selfie style, walking around, talking about whatever is on my mind or something that happened, and I post those, they get 10 times the engagement, and I'm just kind of making that stat up, but a lot more engagement than the really pretty professional looking ones. Um, and I think we have social media to, to thank for that um, in a way. So certainly a, a trend away from it. Yeah, those are really good insights. I think the biggest takeaway that I've gotten here is just the real importance of transparent, like vulnerability yes. and being authentic in the in the sales cycle. Because I I do believe uh, people crave uh, authenticity and they want to know um, be known and and know others. And okay. so I think video plays really uh, strongly in that. Um, you yeah. want to you want to engage. You want to like the people that you work with. I do. I do believe that um, wholeheartedly. If you have an option to buy two similar products, 
and you have made an, a, a connection with the person selling to you that is oh. going to sway your decision significantly. Oh. Sway is an understatement. I mean, it makes it for you. You know, if I've got the option of, you know, buying something, you know, uh, it, and, and really it makes people less price sensitive too. I'm willing to pay more for someone who I connect with and of course who I trust, right? As long as that product fits my needs, I'm, I'm willing to pay more for that. I, I gave this again, uh, another kind of anecdotal story, but like, um, there's this great restaurant or used to be this great restaurant here in Indianapolis. And they had like the best garlic fries with this like basil aioli dipping sauce. And it was awesome. Anyway, I craved it all the time. Um, one time I, I went though, or, or multiple times I went and I noticed the owner just kind of being a, a jackass. Can I say jackass on you? Um, and yeah, I, you I, think, uh, I think so. If not, we'll, okay. we'll point it out. Okay. Um, being a jerk to, you know, some of his employees and, and to some of the customers even. And I thought, man, this makes these fries taste a lot less great. I'm going to take my business to someplace that has fries that aren't as good. And, and, and I'm totally, I'm totally fine with that. Right. And it was just from the, you know, um, no pun intended, bad taste in my mouth. I got from, from that person who was, you know, the, the salesperson, I guess, so to speak. Um, so it really makes that makes that decision for you. So yeah, so this is great. This has been a great, uh, great show, great podcast, really good insights. Is there anything that I didn't ask you or that you wanted to cover? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I did a little bit of this might be a kind of a funny connection. But you know, of course, I know your your theme is on mental toughness. Um, and so I, I wanted to speak to that just a, a little bit. And I, I think, you know, mental toughness is there's, it's not a, um, you know, a kind of one and done thing. There's no silver bullet for it. It's a lot of things working together. Uh, but I do think it's important for us to get wins. Uh, we know what it's like for salespeople. I, I've been in the sales world for you know 10 years before moving over to marketing. Um, and when you're in a slump, man, you feel it. Everybody around you feel it. It's almost like you have the plague. Like, don't get too close to Margaret. Like, her month is terrible. Um, you know, but when you start to get those wins, it, it builds up your confidence even if it's a small one. Um, and I think actually video helps with that and not just the feedback, but being, uh, having that integrity, staying true to yourself and being authentic, uh, you know, without getting, you know, too, too woo wooey. I feel like if you, if you live and work aligned with your values, you can find the flow that we all strive to be in. And when we, when we feel that flow, we can be more focused, we can be more productive and, and ultimately more successful. But it, it starts with us, you know, being, being true to ourselves. Yeah, I think that's, that's great, great insight. And some of the key takeaways that I, that I took from this last 30 minutes. So, well, Margaret, this has been great. I love what you guys are doing at CoVideo. Yeah. Thanks so much for uh, telling us about how uh, video impacts the, the sales cycle and um, you know how we can use that to, to help kind of jumpstart or initiate um, wins in our sales cycle. So this has been awesome. 
Yeah. Hey, it's been my pleasure. I hope people, you know, check it out because it's another tool in your toolbox and, and we all know, you know, how much we, we, we need that right now. Don't, don't limit yourself to email. Don't limit yourself to just the phone. Um, you know, most salespeople are better in person. So, Hey, you know, uh, that's our whole goal is, is to get you face to face, um, with your, your leads, your prospects and, and your customers. So you can, you can do what you do. So I hope people check it out and give it a try. All right. Well, what a great interview with Margaret Henney. Uh, we covered some really great material. I think one of the big takeaways that I got uh, in our 30-minute discussion with her was the, the importance of being able to, to get wins. And if you feel like you're losing, you've got to really get your mind around how to get out of the funk. And she talked really in detail about some of the things that you can do so that you can start getting wins. And one of the things that she suggested was using video allows you to engage with your client in a way um, that you can start getting some emotional attachment and really start feeling your way out of um, maybe a situation where you feel like you've gotten down, whether that's you're, you're making lots of phone calls and you're sending lots of emails and you're just not feeling like you're winning. By engaging in video, you can sort of sort of spark um, this, the sales cycle in a way that you can start kind of emotionally getting yourself out of the funk that you're in. And I think that was the big, the really big takeaway um, that I took from her. So if you guys aren't familiar with CoVideo, you can check them out at covideo.com. And as always, if you want to hear more of our podcast, you can go to monsterconnect.com backslash podcast.